This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Off and running on a Tuesday. What's up, BVB Brigade, Sports Grid, YouTube, Twitter, everyone watching live chat during our YouTube. Oh, the live chat. Yeah. Got that rolling. He's Dave Sheriff in the book. I'm Matt Peralta chat. Bostonian in the wake of a sad, sad night last night for me. <laughs> Boston did not play well last night, Dave. That was not a fun game for me to watch. I don't know if it was fun for anybody that had Boston or maybe had over over <laughs> or had Golden State third quarter or I mean, like a Steph three. Uh, there, there's so many things that came to an end yesterday. All the odds boosts, all those odd boosts went down the drain. Mm, those odds boosts, you got to be careful, people. Those odds boosts are just like kind of dangled out there for you. They take you out. That's a big day for the books when they put those odds moves out so they all lose. But um, it's not over, is it? Is it? Is it over? No. Okay. Boston committed 18 turnovers. 18. Boston missed 10 free throws. That was terrible. Boston did not play well in important stretches. The third quarter, they came out. It's It's weird. Like, you start to look at the way Boston plays in these games. And this is why I recommend everyone, if you are watching this show, be a part of the Discord channel, okay? Bettingpros.com slash, uh, sorry, uh, betprep.com slash, I'm confusing my, my Take your time. <laughs> my job. Say it slow. Prep. Get it right because bet we got to get people Betprep.com slash chat. Betprep.com so bet chat. chat. So you get in. During the game last night, I we were watching it together, and I said at halftime, I said, guys, there's so much money on the Warriors and the Warriors have been so dominant and the, the narrative is so loud and the number is one and a half still. I was like, I think Boston's going to have something for the Warriors coming out of halftime. And they did. They hit eight straight threes, won the quarter by 11 points. And then I said, if I'm you guys bet fourth quarter, because you saw the way Boston had played in the fourth quarter, you saw what happened in the third. It's literally like if Boston loses the third, they win the fourth or vice versa. And Laying one and a half with the Warriors in the fourth quarter was a good bet. So, you know, you had a chance to jump in on, on, on both of those in the second half while we were watching it. And a bunch of people cashed as we were watching the game together in the Discord channel. So that's the benefit of that Discord channel. We'll do it during game six on Thursday, game one for the for the Syndicate finals tomorrow. It's just a fun way of hanging out and watching games and breaking things down together. So that is a big, big part of what this show can be like with you guys in the brigade. But Boston is going to have to sack up. They're going to have to. Did you say sack up? Yes. They're going to have to figure out a way. Notes, Farah? We got to put that in there to sack up? (laughs) They're going to have to show that they're champions. And as of right now, isn't it? They are not showing their championship caliber. 
at the yeah. moment. Man, it's 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 tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a process. You'll learn how to do it. And um, Jason Tatum just committed the most turnovers by one player in the history of the playoffs. Jason Tatum did. Jason Tatum has now turned the ball over more times than any other player in the history of the postseason. But he played the most games so far, right? But seven games, night. seven games, four, seven, seven, and now five. Six coming, yeah. Yeah, six. I mean, that's he's going to play 14, six, 24, 24 minimum playoff games. That's a lot. But, but that's a lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers. It's a bad narrative that's building around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, he looks I mean, like it's not just Jason Tatum's doing that. Correct. Like it's being, I mean, it's defense being played. Like the Golden State's playing defense. They are, but Boston also is dribbling themselves into turnovers consistently. Yeah. Like they, they just and they pointed it out on the broadcast last night that Boston has two players, two stars, both Brown and Tatum, who can't go left. They can only go right. And and they figured it out. And so they're funneling their defense to make them go left, and then they're walking them into a double team. So they're dribbling left, and then here comes the double team, and they don't know what to do. They 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 just they jump, and they're uh oh. I mean, it's the one thing you're taught in like AAU basketball when you're ten years old. Don't leave your feet. Like jump, stop, pivot. Don't leave your feet. Ideally, don't pick up your dribble. Don't leave your feet. If and they do it. Know. I mean, the Boston yeah. Brown and Tatum and Marcus Smart consistently do that, where they. You know, it looks pretty when it works, when they do the flying jump and they hang and they see and they survey and they kick out to the three-point shot. And, you know, that works. Boston went 0 for 12 in the first half from behind the three-point line. And then, you know, as numbers tend to do, the regression to the mean comes in. Boston hits eight straight in the third quarter. So things, you know, balance out as to how they shot last night. But, I mean, the Warriors were actually worse from behind the arc than Boston was. And that's... And one by 10, you know, and, and, and that's the real, that's Uh-oh. the fear here. I mean, Steph Curry, his streak Uh-oh. of 233 consecutive games with a made three ended last night. Steph Curry didn't hit a three. Steph Curry couldn't buy a bucket. Steph Curry was completely and totally lost in that game. And yet Boston lost by 10 points last night. What does that do for you? For game six, psychologically, <laughs> it makes me go where Scott Foster. I heard he's coming. I heard he's well, going to be in Boston for if game Scott, six. If Scott Foster is refereeing game six, we got a game seven. I heard. I heard he's coming. I is heard it he's sure. Is it, for, is it for sure? I don't know. It's if a rumor. For sure, it's a rumor mill. But but feed me Scott Foster, and we're going back to Golden State for a game seven. Wowza! Point spread is four. Mm-hmm. Surprised. I'm more surprised at the minus 165 on the money line. I'm more surprised that the Warriors are getting that type of plus money. It feels like it's going to be a one-way action, all everybody on the Warriors in game six. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's two is minus 140, three is minus 150, four is minus 160. It just correlates with the point spread. So, you know, they juiced it up a little to try to ideally get, you know, if you can take a bet on the dog on the money line, Versus the point spread, and you're getting bets on the favorite on the point. Why spread. would you bet the points? The, we're five well, games in, zero times has the point spread factored in. Right. Well, it's one out of the last 50 
finals yes. games. Yes. Like, it's just period. I mean, it's, it's, it's been and a, that was a push. decade. That was a push. Yeah. 49 0 so, and 1 now. Right. Last 50 games in the finals yeah. with the point spread under six. But from the book's perspective, you're trying to get yourself a middle where okay. if they're betting the favorite minus four and they're taking the dog on a money line and it does fall in the middle. You sweep the board. You, you're like the the roulette guy we talked about last week, where you just mm-hmm. click, 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 yeah, take all the chips. Um, but you're right. I mean, like Golden State's going to win, or Boston's going to cover. There's no. I mean, I thought everything else came to an end last night. It's a wonder that one didn't come to an end. But you got another double digit win. I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, I mean. Morenci hit me with that 422 to 421 was the, the cumulative score of this series going into that game last night. And I was like, is that even possible? I mean, so Boston, every game wins, is by, Boston wins by 11 in game six. Watch. You're calling that now? <laughs> Just saying, like, it would make sense. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. they're tied yeah. right. into a game seven. They've scored the same, the same amount of points. <laughs> that would be incredible. So, you know, just it, it, it's it's 11-point win. They both equally scored as many points through six games. You're going into a game seven. When is I game mean, seven scheduled for? Because uh, th- I think Sunday. Sunday night. It would make sense to have it be Sunday night. It would make sense, but that's not means that's when it's scheduled. Well, that's, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday would make sense. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So yeah. that would, okay. or sorry, Monday, Thursday, Sunday would make sense. It's so. su- Sunday, yeah, the nineteenth. Okay, it's on okay. Sunday, five, so, yeah, five p.m. Yeah, five p.m. Our time, Pacific time, eight p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Eastern, Sunday, the nineteenth. I mean, here's the thing: if Boston wins Game Six, okay, so this now goes right into the narrative you've talked about with hockey. If you're gonna bet Boston to win Game Six. Bet Boston to win the series, right? Oh yeah, that price is nice, right okay. now, right? So. That's Can Boston win three straight game sevens on the road to win incredible. the NBA championship? That would be, I mean, you want to talk about stuff of history, you know, that's Milwaukee, Miami, Golden State, three straight series, three straight game seven wins. If it were to happen, I'm not predicting it. I'm just right. saying if that were to happen with a sweep of the nets to start the whole thing off. Yeah. This would be one of those runs we'll be talking about in 20 years. Do you remember when that happened? Like, do you remember how good that was? How how hard that seemed to be? This would be, this would be, yeah. Um, do I think it could uh, happen? I'm going to maintain this. <laughs> if Boston does not turn the ball over, Boston's the better team. If Boston turns the ball over, they get beat. The number is 16. That's the magic number, but... I think it's even less than that. Boston has to have around 12 to 13 turnovers the next two games if they're going to win. But if they were to do it, if they kept track of the basketball, if they stopped with this ridiculousness, they got a shot. I mean, they're live. I still think they're live to win the series, but the turnovers is the only stat I'm watching. The refereeing last night was abysmal. Okay. It didn't matter. Okay. The turnovers were far far worse for Boston than any of the phantom flopping calls, which by the way, won't be called in Boston. I mean, Gary Payton Jr. tripped over. Almost not be called ever. Like, but Gary Payton Jr. tripped over his own feet. They called a shooting foul on Gary Williams. (laughs) Marcus Smart moved his hand, missed, got all air. Jordan Poole acted like somebody shot him, and Marcus Smart got got a foul and a technical foul. I mean, it was it was really crazy last night with some of. I mean, the push off. Clay Thompson threw Marcus Smart, and he stepped back and hit a three. No call. There were a, there were a lot of really. 
really questionable calls in that game that were in key moments that went the Warriors' way. What's which, worse for you, the calls or the non-calls? Non-calls because I want the consistency. I mean, they're, they, they both suck. I, I want either call everything or call nothing. One of the two. And it's it's the what is a foul and what is not is the problem. I've been asking that question for 30 years. Yeah, that's my that's 30 my years. I, I have a I, I, and so like that inconsistency of last night, that's a huge reason why I think that game was so frustrating from a, from a Celtics perspective, because whenever Boston got close, they got the lead. You just saw moments and you're like, man, Tatum gets hacked. Brown gets hacked. And then a ticky tack foul gets called on the other end. And it's like, wait a minute. It's like, come on, guys. Like, this is this is ridiculous. And so I, I and it wasn't all bad calls. It wasn't like a one-sided game. There were bad calls against the Warriors, too. But yeah. some of the more egregious ones were against Boston. But Boston lost the game because they can't hit free throws and they can't stop turning the ball over. So, like, that's Fair. 10. That's they lost by 10 and yeah. they missed 10 free throws. I mean, yeah, do the math. I mean, that that that, that should have been a one-possession game coming down the stretch. Boston, you know, they hit eight of those 10. They missed two free throws or three free throws. It's a one-possession game. Instead, it's a, you know, it's a fourth quarter with the, with the benches again in the game for both teams. I still can't believe after five games or, you know, in the fifth game, you have these crazy swings and runs, you know, because, I mean, I did the show and then I went to practice and I was watching a game, you know, while the kids were doing like base running drills and I'm not physically involved. I'm watching the game on my phone a little bit. I'm like, what the hell's happening right now in this third quarter? They didn't, you know, and then we talked afterward and you're like, they didn't make a uh, three in the first half. What? How is that even possible at this point in the series? And then how is it possible that Steph doesn't hit a three the whole game? I mean, that's inexplicable. <laughs> that's that's inexplicable. It was, it was if you just said to a hundred people before the game, Steph's not going to hit a three. Is Golden State going to win? No. After he scored 40 the game previous and couldn't miss, hit everything. Yeah. They're not I, out of a hundred, I'm guessing 95 or more would have said there's no way that they would bet Golden State to win the game. Mm. Steph's not going to hit a three. Who do you want in the game? Uh, I mean, Boston, right? I mean, Jason Tatum, this stat comes from Joe Osborne of, of, of VegasInsider.com. He, put, he tweeted this out this morning, which I think is phenomenal. Jason Tatum in games played at Golden State so far is shooting 11% with five points in three games in the fourth quarter. Yikes. 11%? Five points in the fourth quarter in the three games at Golden State in the fourth quarter. And oh man. So that gives me pause on the game seven conversation. Man. And it also combines Tatum turnovers, Tatum disappearing in the fourth quarter. He's 24. And I know the Warriors are saying somebody else has to beat us besides Jason Tatum. And so far, Steve Kerr's defensive adjustments after Ime Adoka did incredible things in games one, two, three. I thought he outcoached Steve Kerr. But in games four, five, and six, Steve Kerr has come back, and Steve Kerr is winning that chess battle four right five. now. They haven't played six. Sorry, four, was that sorry, a subliminal sorry. thing right there? Yeah, what you maybe. just did? Uh-oh. Four and five, but four and five. Oh, so far four and five. Steve Kerr has done a very good job of adjustments, of defensive game planning, of doing what he needs to do to get his guys in the right spot. Now Boston's got a zig. Okay, you got to figure out a way to go the other way now and are figure they out zigging or are they zagging. Well, I mean white. Played poorly last night, and that hurts because he's been their bench weapon. So he yes. he regressed last night. That's not good yes. news. 
Pritchard didn't do anything last night, and that hurt because you need those three-point shots to fall from those two guards. Robert Williams was great. He got me over my six and a half points. Marcus Smart was good. Got me over 14 and a half. So I hit two of the player props that I had last night. So um, especially just a flat game for me, except for the in-game stuff, which I ended up going 0-2. I Boston first quarter, Boston second quarter, missed them both. And I just, I didn't bet the third and the fourth. I told the audience to bet it and they made money. And I was like, eh, it's a good bet. You should make it. But I'm going to stay off of it because I'm over two already here in, in the, mm. in, in the game. So I should have fired on both of them. I would have gone two and two in the game, but I choked on that ability to fire on those, on those bets. But I, I just, I'm, I'm nervous about Tatum's confidence at 24 years old. A lot of pressure on him. We talked about it yesterday. He's the biggest star in the city right now. And if they lose game six at home and there's a celebration on the court for golden state in Boston, a lot of people are going to ask Jason Tatum to, take a long, hard look at himself this summer and work on a lot of parts of his game. Which is fine. Hmm? Jalen Brown more. Jalen Brown, Brown needs to go to like a, a skills academy or something and get the handle <laughs> thing figured out. I mean, the handle is just awful. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he the ball is like, it has oil on it. Like he, just, he can't keep the thing <laughs> on the string. So it's really bad. Yeah, they just keep setting him up to they yep. keep letting him just, you know, give him a little room so he goes and dribbles and trap. Yeah, it's it, you can see what's happening. Um it's three to one to take the Celtics to win the series right now. Yeah. Plus, you know, three hundred. I don't think they're winning a game seven in in, in Golden State. Fair. I just, I just don't. I, I, I think it's asking a lot. I mean, I, it's asking a lot. I saw, I saw it in Game Four. Had they gotten that Game Four in Boston, I, 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 that's when it flipped for me. I really thought before the series, I thought, yeah, the Celtics can win for sure. First couple games, nothing changed, and then just something in Game Four. I saw. I was like, Golden State's definitely winning Game Five, mm. and then I didn't watch it last night. I, I watched a little bit of the highlights, but I went through the box score. And then, you know, I asked you a bunch of questions. We're talking about it today, and we're just looking at the numbers. And it's like, damn, I don't know if they have what it ever it is you need in the fourth quarter on the road to win a game seven. Well, it's so. Wiggins. It's Andrew Wiggins. Man. Andrew Wiggins has been outstanding. Yes. And he's 20 to one still. To win the MVP. Yeah, he ain't winning the MVP. Why not? He's been the best player in this series. There's no doubt, but it's they're handing it to Steph. Has Steph yeah. ever won it? No. <laughs> and Steph, Steph missed, had won it previously. Okay, so what happens if Curry is bad in game six and game seven? What happens if he plays what bad if, five, six, and seven? What if there's only a game six and he has another kind of average game? And we say Wiggins is outstanding. Again, we're betting on people voting on stuff and we're betting on human beings doing the right thing. <laughs> it's hard bet, ain't it? It's, it's a, a hard bet every day. I can't um, believe I just can't believe Wiggins is 20 to 1 to win the MVP. I think it's a, I think it's an absolute crazy number. Well, I mean it is theory. Tatum's 4 to 1, but Jason Tatum who just who just turned the ball over more times than anybody else who missed a ton of free throws, who can't score in the fourth quarter on the road. And he's four to one. But Wiggins is 20 to one. It's 
it's Tatum or Brown. It can't be anybody else on the Celtics, can it? Well, they got to win it first, but well, I no, know. But I mean, can't. if they win it, it's just let's play. If, let's if they play win it, that, if that they means win Tatum. It, Tatum's gone. I mean, it, it would. If Boston wins it, it means Jason Tatum has a forty-point game, and that's why he wins it because Boston needs that out of him in order to win this series. I, I don't think it's anyone else but them. I mean, they have Marcus yeah. Smart. There's nobody else. I mean, there's nobody else who – I mean, it, it, that's the difference. That's why Andrew Wiggins has been the difference in this entire series because Andrew Wiggins is playing the best basketball of his life. And the Warriors are – I mean, they can have a bad game by Clay. He was good last night. A bad game by Draymond again. And he was better, but he still wasn't great. And Wiggins can go off. I think Wiggins was a hundred to one yesterday. Was he really? Even yeah. after even after his performance in Game Four, wow. Yeah, I think it was it was at least it, at one point during the series it was a hundred. Yeah, think yesterday it was a, at least it was it was a hundred or it was seventy five because the numbers were really high. As you know, Gabe and I mentioned it, but if he has another outstanding game he's going to get votes is he going to get enough votes to win it i mean i certainly wouldn't lay 360 with steph curry right now we were talking about this before the series to bet curry i mean he was plus money mm-hmm. it was plus 110 or plus 120 i forget what it was but i mean it was available um the scary part though <laughs> you're right it's humans you have, he's, you're, you're well, it's humans, humans but like what happens when a star player has a game like that? Usually the next game, like Steph. But he went off. My only thing is that he went off and had a huge game in game four. He had a big game in game three. Yeah. And then couldn't hit the broadside of the barn on game five. How many shots did he take? A bunch. A lot. He? Yeah. He was jacking shots like crazy. I don't know. I mean, he's not going to miss every three next game. That's impossible. But I'm not sure that Steph Boston said anybody else but Curry. They they basically just they double teamed him. They ran at him. I think they do the same thing. I'm not sure Curry has a big game in game five, game six. But it opens Wiggins up to have free reign to offensive rebound, get to the rim. I mean, I don't know how many mid range jump shots Wiggins hit yesterday, but he had a ton in the lane. Little ten foot jump shots. You know, Boston picked their poison and they decided to take out Curry and they got burned by Wiggins. Mm. Wiggins is the key to the whole series for it's the answer. It's the problem that Boston does does not have an answer for. They can handle clay. They can handle the guards. They can handle Jordan Poole. They don't have an answer for Wiggins. If they're going to take out Curry, Wiggins is a problem. Can he get this fixed by Thursday? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't. I mean, if, if Wiggins plays the way he's Uh-oh, played, I don't need, like the sounds of that. They need Wiggins to go cold. They need Andrew Wiggins to, to miss. He hit everything last night. I mean, they need him to miss shots. And if he's missing shots and, you know, shooting more of his typical 35%, then okay. But when he's shooting 40, 45% from the floor, you're just, it's, it's really, really bad for Boston. It's a very tough, tough matchup because Boston's bench is, is limited. Grant Williams, the one thing that the Warriors have done that Miami didn't do is that Miami protected the paint and said, all right, we're not going to let you drive to the basket. Well, that opened up Grant Williams for corner threes. That part of the offense is now gone because Golden State has said, we're not going to let your bench players, White, 
and Williams and company hit threes from the corners, we're going to get out on you and we're going to say drive and then we'll collapse our defense. We think we're quick enough. We have enough skill on the perimeter to collapse our defense when Brown and Tatum drive. That's worked because Grant Williams has been a non-factor offensively in this series. He's just not been there at all. So that's Pritchard, White, Williams. Your three big bench scorers for Boston have been tremendously limited and Poole coming off the bench has been great at times. Hit that bank three at the end of the first half, which was kind of a killer. Um, you know, just just they've got more weapons coming off. He's the gone bench. over his prop a lot too. A bunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Looney was awful last night. As I, I was, I was afraid. I was. How many rebounds did he have? Did he go over? He fouled out, so I think he had two. I mean, he oh, was geez. way. He was. I, I was very concerned about Looney. I, I don't. I don't. I, mean, I was going back and forth with our guy Darren from Bet I was like. Like that was his prop of the day. I'm like, I don't like that. I was like, I'm just going to tell right. you. I was like, I don't like right. the over seven and a half. He's like, well, he's going to play more. I'm like, yeah, but Boston likes when he's on the floor because he's slow. So you can exploit him and attack him. And that's why Robert Williams had a, I mean, he went over, Williams went over six and a half points in the first half. He had eight right. in the first half. Right. So they had to, I mean, Looney committed a bunch of fouls and three fouls in the first seven minutes of playing time, I think for him, which really limited him. Looney had him. four rebounds. Four, four okay. rebounds. So under way under um and fouled out right. so i mean he didn't do he didn't do anything so like that that's where the more, the more you get that guy in the court for boston the better and draymond and looney both playing a lot i like the problem is that they're going small and when they go small boston has rebounding advantages but not as much as you would like and boston's open shots aren't there as much as you would like i still think wiggins is the wiggins if i had MV, if i had a vote I would vote Wiggins right now MVP. I don't think you're wrong. There's 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 definitely something to that. I just don't think people are going to actually do it. So. Agreed. And it, it's a coronation. Steph has never won it before. Yeah. And the Golden State Warrior media is going to give it to Steph just because it's Steph. Like, that's the problem. Even if the Boston media votes for all these else. championships, who won the MVP? First one was Iguodala. Right. Next two were Durant. Wow. So he hasn't won it yet. They I'm telling you, if they blow this, okay, hypothetically, if they blow a three games to two lead, Steph Curry is going to get absolutely roasted. Roasted. Yeah. He knows it, and he knows it too. So it's all kind of right there for Steph. The MVP award, the fourth championship. It's all right there. Getting right. the last one's always the most difficult, as everybody knows. Getting it on the road equally could be difficult. But Boston is make or miss. In the last two games, it's been bad. I mean, they're awful in the first half. They should have been down. They were down nine after the first quarter. It should have been 19. <laughs> should have been 29, to be quite honest. I mean, Boston oh, couldn't hit a layup. They couldn't hit anything. They were so lucky. The Warriors, Boston was 0 for 12, but the Warriors were 3 for 12. Uh, the Warriors, if the Warriors had gone 8 for 12, that game is an absolute blowout. And they uh, lose that game by 40. So they were fortunate even to have the third quarter being available to them. Right. To do that. Right. So it's back-to-back bad performances for Boston. First time all postseason that's happened. First time in, you know, <laughs> since like January 1st. They've played back-to-back bad games. Right. So what happens? They don't play well at home. They play better on the road. They didn't play better on the road in game five. Does that mean they play better in game six? I don't know. 
My only play probably on game six tomorrow night is going to be probably on the under. It's probably it. Uh, I'm not going to bet a side on it. It's and down. It's low. Below 210. And look at it yet. Let's see. It is. Fresh. We are painted 210. There's a couple 210 and a half left. Yeah. Okay. I'll sub it under. Yeah. 210 is a good number for to go under. It goes lower than that. I probably would hesitate, but I like 210 for the under. And, and I think, you know, much like last night, it's going to be like a one 105 95 victory for one of these two teams. Right. And Boston has to find a way to. I just I think this team doesn't lose at home. Like I keep on coming back to this idea that like Boston losing at home is knowing the Warriors they just did in Game Four. What the I know, but th- it, this is it. They lose the series at home. It's different. And losing it's always harder to get the, the fourth win and do it on the road, knowing the Warriors have Game Seven in their back pocket at home, mm-hmm. and how good they've been at home. They're eleven and one at home now, straight mm-hmm. up in the playoffs. I don't know. Psychologically, it's easier to. Say, all right, we'll get them in game seven. Why go after it? Why push all your chips in? We'll get it in game seven. I mean, if Scott Foster's don't, there. Don't you think that the Celtics still have the defensive edge? You know, I mean, they say yeah. defense wins championships. You, yes. Do you think Boston still has a better defense? Yeah. I mean, I think Boston's the better team when they don't, don't turn the basketball over. But they got to hit shots and they got to stop turning the ball over. If they can do that, they'll win game six. If they don't, they're going to lose. It's kind of, I, I, it's been boiled down this series. Now it's kind of easy to handicap. It's just, if Boston in the first quarter has more than four turnovers, Boston's going to lose the game. Like they're going to have to be solid to start. Don't turn the basketball over. Bobby Yoda in yeah. the chat said uh, Wiggins was over six from three yesterday. Um, but he still scored. What do you went up with? 18 points, 19 points. SoCal said the officiating is defining the series. Would you agree with that statement? I think officiating is defining the playoffs. I think the officiating, the biggest story to come out of the NBA playoffs has been the officials. Is it Tony, Tony Brothers was horrific last night. Boston now 3-13 and 13 straight up last 16 games with Tony Brothers refereeing. Yeah. Um... Is there more attention to it because we're in the space or is nope. it because it's nope. just, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, all over Bo- it's all over Boston media, Boston sports talk radio can't stop talking about the officiating and who they are. I mean, it's literally, it's not gamblers who are talking about it. It's everyone who is talking about it. It's not the gambling. Woj, it's not the no. gambling. It has nothing to do with the gambling. Don't blame no. it on the gambling. I mean, because I mean, people, I mean, 85%, 90% of the people who are watching these games do not care who wins by what number. So they're looking at who wins. This is about championship. This is about W's and L's, it's not about the quality spread. of the product. Yeah. And so Boston sports fans are eyeballing because the media is eyeballing who's working. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Boston to three and 12 with Tony brothers going into the game. That's bad news. I tweeted out jokingly after that assignment came out, our guy, Keith Smith, my, my friend who covers the NBA tweeted it out. And I said, okay, warriors win. Like I, I did it as a joke, <laughs> but it was right. <laughs> It wasn't wrong. It was right. Warriors yeah. win. So Scott Foster working game six. If it happens, Boston wins game six. Oh, you don't and that's not that. good. I would actually almost prefer the Warriors to win game six. One, I've got a plus 190 on the series to end in six games. But two, 
it stops it at least for a second that Scott Foster is the extender. <laughs> That's his nickname. So, you know, I mean, you have those series price bets or those championship futures on mm-hmm. both teams. Mm-hmm. You can bet the Warriors on the money line in game six just as to add to your future position, knowing you still got to 10 to 1 on the Celtics, you'll be able to bet more. Like you can you can play with it now. You can pick up more. Wouldn't it be bet. smart to bet Boston to win the series now? You could bet Boston to win the series at plus three to one, but you could take plus one forty, whatever it is in game six on Golden State. You know, because you got seven to one, mm-hmm. you want to make it like eight to one. You know, okay. you want to you you you're so you're betting if you think the Warriors are going to win, if you think the Celtics are going to win, yes, add some three to one on the series price to then. Hmm. You know, play more. As long as you're getting back more than you're betting, you it's it's a rudimentary form of arbing, but you're just adding to the position. I got a lot of I got a lot of things ahead of me for the Stanley Cup that I got to do because I got those exactas and I got both sides of everything and I got plus this and plus that and I'm I have a little you know freaking piece of paper that I have by me like this all the time writing this down little notes I'm like plus this plus <laughs> that you got right <laughs> multiple tickets I'm like all right if I if this wins I pick up this if this wins I pick up this so how do I add it so I just pick up a bag not a small bag but a bag that's hey. all let's talk hockey yeah so if you had to make a pre this is a pre-flop bet uh-huh who wins the con Smythe I was looking at that this morning. Can you believe that Vasilevsky is where he is? No. I was I, actually kind of uh, stunned at the price. You can get it, plus 430. It was 10 to 1 last week. But still, even 4 to 1 right now seems to be like a bet I would make. Well, there's more options than him on, on Tampa. So, But if they win the Cup, isn't it more likely that he has – no. Five, six incredible games. And that's why he wins it. Yes, but if Kucherov or Stamkos score three game winning goals, mm-hmm. they could get it. You know, if it's four, three games instead of two, one games, and he has to make 28 saves and, you know, they win four, three, but Stamkos has two you know, game winners or Kucherov has the most points of anybody in the series. The hockey writers, see, that's the difference. The hockey guys, give it to the best guy, no matter what the narrative is. There is no narrative. It's 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 the best guy all the time. They they never they really never miss. It's pretty good. Um so yeah, I'm a little bit surprised at at, at Vasilevsky being at plus four thirty. I was surprised last week he was at 10 to 1. Um I f- who, I, who would I you just, bet? I feel like I'm missing something with the way that a lot of guys that I know and respect are like, Colorado's going to win. There's no, they can't beat them over over a series. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I don't know. It's, I mean, I'll, it, I'll look at game one before I get really hot and bothered about that take and watch, and maybe they know something I don't, and maybe they're smarter than me. It's very possible. But 
if you're playing Kemper in game one, I'm all over Tampa. <laughs> I'm all over Tampa in game one. And it's I'm all over Tampa in the series. It's going to be a great coaching matchup. I, I really, I mean, Cooper's phenomenal for, for Tampa. I mean, he just, just, you can see him thinking on a bench. I mean, he's constantly looking at matchups, this and that, like he's, he's constantly working. And, um, Colorado's coach, I can't even remember his name right now. Um, he obviously, I mean, Colorado's a good hockey team. They've been able to do it over the course of the regular season for a couple of years now. McKinnon's phenomenal. Cole McCarr, it can't, McCarr's amazing. Like it's, it's going to be a very good series. I just think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be close. I mean, but, we, but should Kale McCarr be the odds-on favorite to win the Conn Smythe? Not seem, in my opinion. Doesn't that seem odd that a defenseman who was an yes. offensive defenseman, who was, I, I mean, he's a UMass guy. Yeah. He's my guy. I mean, I love Kale McCarr. He yeah. went to my school. Yeah. He won a championship with my school, national championship two years ago for, for UMass. I, I love the kid. But him to be the odds-on favorite to win the Conn Smythe, to win the MVP is like, wait, what? I o- over McKinnon. That's super surprising to me, but again, every book is different. Okay. I think yeah. you need to shop these around because yeah. there's no way that McCarr is the favorite at other books in th- that offered us. There's no way he's the odds on favorite. Can't be. Oh, if you that, think Colorado Fandle is, so that, that's yeah. what Fandle has. Let that's what I'm looking at too. I'm looking Let's at the Fandle DraftKings right has for but, Conn Smythe. Um, I mean, it's funny because it's McCarr. they've got Kel McCarr at plus 180. Yeah, a lot of these people just copy the same number. <laughs> DraftKings and Fandle are both plus Amazing. 180, plus 180, and Shocking. plus 185. Shocking. Uh, let me see what BetMGM has. Shocking. Um, Let's. I'll, I'll look what Caesar says here as well. We're talking because it's. Um, it, I, I I think it's. It's. I don't understand. He's a defenseman. Like, what am I missing here? Like, I know he's great, but like, what are you expecting out of him that he's going to have some type of insane series that he's the guy that steps up and just does a great. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I don't think draft. I think BetMGM has it has the market up. Um, so they don't have it. Yeah, Caesars has McCarr first, McKinnon second. Fast. What are the What are the odds? Plus one. What he has him down to plus one sixty. All right, a little better, but no, well, no, it's worse. McCarr's one sixty. McKinnon's one eighty. Vasilevsky's oh, right, two so, to yeah, one. Right. I mean, the Caesars odds. Or here, William Hill is, is. I know what Tommy's doing. I mean, he's shorting a lot of these odds on. There's only three guys that can win it, in his opinion. It's McCarr, McKinnon, and Vasilevsky. He's got those numbers as short as could be, and he's got the other ones boosted up. Wow, I'm shocked. Ben MGM did. Ben MGM's not taking any bets on this market. I'm surprised. Yeah, they don't want it. I thought. I thought that they would. Yeah, they might put it up tomorrow, just to say they put it up. But okay. A lot of times they've got a lot of, they got a lot of stuff going on over there. I mean, they've got like Kale McCarr shot props for game one, like three plus shots, five plus shots, two plus goals, three plus goals, two plus assists. They've got McCarr markets. They just don't have the award. All Um, those markets are automated. That's why. Right. The award markets are not. You have to put those numbers in. Interesting. They have a lot going on over there. I mean, Jim. Do you think Kemper's playing? 
me and Gabe talked about it a little bit more after you left the show last night. I would absolutely play Francus until he loses. Right. Until he has a bad game. I, there's no way I would change anything. He got you here. They've won six games in a row with him in between the pipes. That is so big for confidence. That is so big. If you put Kemper in, I think you're telling the team, we're not sure. We're not sure. We're going. So if you go with the guy who just won you the games as a backup and got thrown in, you're playing for that guy too. So I, I would be I would be very surprised if they go to Kemper, but I would also think, I mean, you know, we talked about it yesterday. It's it's got to be a play on Tampa. If Kemper's oh. playing, it's a play on Tampa. It's, it's no it's a no brainer. So let's play that out. If Kemper does play and it's a play on Tampa, how do you feel about this bet? FanDuel has this market up. Tampa to win game one, Tampa to win the series. Oh, what's the price of that? Plus 310. Wow. It's not bad, actually. Right? It's not bad, actually. I liked it. I was like, that's an interesting market. That's an interesting number. Three to one return. Tampa to win game one. Tampa to win the series. So I've got got plus 160 on Tampa to win the series. Yep. And I'm going to bet. If Kemper plays game one, I'm betting Tampa to win game one. Now I can just take plus 310 to, to win game one and the series. So if we do a parlay calculator, um, do plus 140 mm-hmm. and probably plus 150. Okay. Uh, just guessing what the line would be in game seven. Okay. So we can work that out. Parlay calculator. Let's see. All right. 140. 150. Uh, I guess it's maybe a little better to just parlay it, but yeah. It's four to one. Oh. If you if you just bet it that way. So you what, bet Tampa game one and then bet Tampa in a game seven? What do you mean? Or take them both and take if you win the series plus game the one. Price, the price should probably be closer to four to one. Okay. So Tampa to win game one and Tampa to win the series at plus 310 numbers wise mm-hmm. may not be the best value, but again, we had a value discussion yesterday, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can work with plus three ten in your pocket the whole series. If it goes to a game seven, you can go on the other side. And you can you get you don't even Colorado. have to go to a game seven, right? If Tampa wins game one and you're holding plus three ten on them in the series, you can bet Colorado plus whatever All and start right. doing what you did yep. by nailing the, the finals. Yep, get both sides. If they win game two, they win both games on the road, which is not completely out of their own possibility. You're sitting good. You can do whatever you want. Because that's what I was hoping. That's why I took the plus 160 with Tampa. One, I think they, they could very well could win it. But I think game one, they win game one. We talked about it, right? The series price flips quickly. And yeah. we could wind up getting Colorado at plus 105, yes. even money. 
You can come yeah. in and then you're on both sides and, and you just, you know, sit there and you have a no sweat bet. If Tampa wins, you're clear in 60 cents. If not, you're going to be flat. Right. And it's just watch the series and do it. And then you can come in on this if you want and bet this at plus three ten. There's just a lot, a lot of different things you can play with. Yes. For, from a ticket perspective. I, I, that's why I was like, I thought it was just a free roll. I was like, okay, you're going to give me Tampa plus one sixty, knowing that I think they win game one, given the layoff for Colorado. I mean, well, I, mean I, I, I don't know if they win game one. Like you, you are very confident. And I if like Kemper them. plays. If Kemper plays, if he doesn't play, he doesn't then I'm, play, they, I mean, they can still win game one. Correct. But, but I'm not as confident. I, I mean, we just saw it play out. They don't have to win a game on the road yet. They could lose both games in Colorado, go back mm-hmm. and win both games at Tampa. And then we got a three game series and right. they have all the information they need to still win the series. Just win one game. Yeah. All right. I think this is a split. We called it with the NBA finals. I think they split. So if they don't win game one, I really think they win game two, unless I see something that just goes, oh boy, we might be in trouble here. Mm-hmm. But I didn't waver when they were down against the Rangers 2 nothing. I said, well, the Rangers could win the series, but instead I went and bet more on Tampa, my position. I strengthened both positions um, at plus prices. So I, I, mean, I think they're live to win game one. I think they do win game one. And yeah. if Kemper's in, I'll bet it. If he's not, we'll see how I feel about this. But this bet. interested to see when they say who's playing. I mean, it may be day of warmups. Tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. Maybe tomorrow. I mean, I think we'll find out at morning skate tomorrow. We'll find out coming off the ice tomorrow at morning skate who's going to be the goaltender. But it may be, it's going to be tomorrow morning. I don't think Colorado will tell us today. Ugh. If they do, the markets move. So that would be, I'll be. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think, see, I don't think the markets will move that much. They maybe should, but I don't think they will. Mm. If Kemper plays or Frank Coos plays, what's it going to move? Like a penny, two cents, five cents? Like what? I I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to bet it because of that. They probably should. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody watching hockey lately? <laughs> you watching Darcy Kemper play against against this Tampa team? I don't know, man. Uh, if, 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 if I'm in They'll the be room, banking pucks off of him from every angle. Oh, my. It'll be rebound central. They will be banking pucks from the side of the net, from the goal line. They'll take longer shots. They'll try to get the puck to Hedman, who shoots at 105 miles an hour from the point. They'll try to. You know, there'll be there'll be pucks all over. You can bet shots on goal props over if it's Kemper. No doubt. Boy, oh, boy. I, I want to see it. I hope we see it. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. So U.S. Open begins on Thursday. It does. How do you feel about this golf tournament? I mean, uh, this is our national championship. Mm-hmm. This is besides the Masters. This is my favorite golf tournament to bet. Yep. I love betting this golf tournament. How do yep. you feel about the U.S. Open? Um, most of the time, I love it when it starts. As I'm watching it, I ask myself, why am I watching this again? And then by the end, I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic. You know, the the in-between stuff, sometimes it, 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 it I don't know if it always lives up to it. You know, like, I mean, even these finals, like the, the excitement for these finals and this and that, we have all blowouts, like, like cautiously optimistic is what I like to say. 
Um, this is number two in handle every single year for golf tournaments. It's the Masters way up here. Mm-hmm. And then it's this, you know, and then there's some hit and miss in between. Depends where the Open Championship is over there. It draws Saint some Andrews. more interest. It'll yeah. be big. I mean, with Tiger playing in it and it being at St. Andrews, it'll be a big handle. In yes. July. yes. Be a big, heavily bet tournament. And as well with like, if there's more narratives with the live and who's playing and who's not, it might boost handle. There might be a lot of things happening there, but it's just, this is always number two. Um, I think that's, it's, it's actually a really good tournament to bet because they make it so hard. Right. Agreed. Like, yep. There's, there's a lot of um, possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, from the book's perspective, I I don't care who wins. Just make it hard and mm-hmm. make it so almost anybody can, can win. win. At least yeah. a deeper list of like, rather than like saying these five or the, the odds on favor. Yeah, like you're ten. okay with paying out a 40 to one if every oh, bet, bet, bet loses, right? Oh, for all sure. All the favorites, all the big names. You get some no-name guy who wins it. You're like, that's fine. You paid out five guys who bet it in the you know, 95 other percent of the people that that pit everything else lose. And so you yeah. get all that. You just got kind of rake it all in. It's golf betting is really hard. It's why props golf with dubs is phenomenal. And tomorrow's yeah. dubsy Wednesday. So we'll yeah. have him on giving us open picks and whatnot, but you can watch it's out now. You can watch the latest episode of props golf hosted by dubs Anderson on the YouTube channel right now and Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcasts with dubsy and it's a really hard golf tournament to handicap because of this yeah. reason. And I was, I've watched a lot of social media and get ready for gnarly rough and quick, fast greens. I mean, Brookline. Did you see JD is there today? Did you yeah. see he took a picture? Did the you rough. see that ter- that rough? Yep. It's a U.S. Open, man. It's what it, it should be brutal. They should absolutely crush you for missing fairways. Well, they it should they, be they big do penalty. a good job of that. I mean, yep. And Brookline, look, there's a lot of this is one of the five have you founding been? to Brookline. I've only walked the course under walked it. it. Okay. Um, Brookline's one of the five founding USGA golf courses in America. That's how old this thing is. There's wow. a lot of people that do not want that golf course to be torched. They want to see these guys get bludgeoned for <laughs> five under par wins the golf tournament. <laughs> That's what they want. Do Only people the, want to see that in your opinion? I do. I eat it up. I love yeah. it. I they hate it. It's it's like it's it's like watching Game of Thrones in a torture scene. It's just like you can't <laughs> you can't really look away, but it's enjoyable and entertaining at the same time. <laughs> so I I love it. I I want these guys breaking clubs. I want frustration. And then if you hit it in the fairway, you're good. Now I don't want unfair greens. That's what only thing that bothers me. I want the rough to be gnarly. I want the traps to be deep and difficult to get out of. My only thing is if you hit a good golf shot, the green has to hold it. Like you can't have the greens to be the point where the ball runs off constantly. And that's what can sometimes be a problem when the course is difficult that they make the greens too fast. But as long as that doesn't happen, <laughs> tee to green, beat the living hell out of the guys. Make it hard. Yeah, I think, I mean, it. It draws interest because of that, like, you know, because you feel like I used to hear this all the time in a book. Oh, he's playing like me. You know, <laughs> right. That looks like me. You know, yep. when they duff a, a chip or they they, they got to go find their ball, all this other stuff. <laughs> right. So um, it's it's interesting. I, I, I always like the fact that it's Father's Day weekend. Yep. 
that's always there's always there's been some special sure. moments for that as well. Yep. So, you know, I I haven't got to watch it as much as I used to because it usually we're usually playing a softball tournament, mm-hmm. and I'll watch a lot of the replays like after being at the field all day or something. I'll try to watch quick as quick as I can, fast forward it. A lot of times I'll record Sunday and watch it on Monday because I was always off on Monday. So I would watch it when I could watch it quietly. It's fun to watch. I mean, you know, I, I, you eat it up. Do you bet more now? Like because it's the U S open than you normally would on a, well, I don't normal- bet golf normally anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, because any money right. invested in the tour in the PGA tour would be more than what I normally bet on a day-to-day basis or week to week basis, week to week basis on, on, on the PGA. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I bet, I bet the masters, I bet two or three tournaments in between the U S open. I bet the U S open. I bet the, I bet the open championship PGA. I didn't bet it this year. I, 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 t- I watch it. I don't bet it. It's just, yeah. It's always kind of one of the funnier, funkier golf courses, difficult to handicap and difficult to kind of know who's going to come out of it. But, you know, there's there's some interesting storylines. And obviously the Live Golf Tours guys are the biggest. How do you feel about Phil? So Phil Mickelson, I don't know if you saw it or not. Phil Mickelson gave a 25-minute press conference yesterday. What did he say? I didn't see any of it. It was bad. I mean, it was really bad. He he just he was uh Christine Brennan from USA Today had uh, you know, she had a very long-winded question was answered was asking a lot of different things pointing out a lot of the problems with the Saudis and a lot of the issues with the 9-11 letter that we talked about yesterday and Phil snapped at her like hey you got a question in there and she was like how like what do you say to the families who are feeling you've turned your back on America who by by going and taking the Saudi Arabia's money and he like he just kept on saying empathy I've got empathy I've got empathy like it was a really bad and he looks bad. Like he doesn't look right. Like the beard, he says his wife likes the beard. So the beard is staying, but he looks like a dude coming off a three day bender in Vegas. Like, <laughs> my, my yeah, I mean, it's what he looks like. He, he looks like some <laughs> dude is just like going home on a spirit flight, wearing a bad leather coat <gasps> with a bad tan with slicked back hair and a five o'clock shadow. That's three days past being shaven off. Seen all that. Like he looked bad. Like it, it, and so I, I know people who are fading Phil in every head to head they can find. Of course. They're fading him everywhere. They One, should, right? he played like absolute dog crap last week on the live tour. Yep. So he's clearly not mentally there. And people said he, he took time off. He was shooting 75s in San Diego before the live tour. Yeah. And people said like, oh, he got away from the game, but also his game's a mess. So now he's going to Brookline in the one tournament he can't win, the one major he has not won. Yeah. And he even made the joke of this tournament. I'm, I love being back here. The one tournament that's eluded me for 30 years. Like this is the only one he wants. This is the trophy he wants. And he's doing it where he literally is NWA. Like he, he literally is part of like this whole um, not NWA. <laughs> What's the wrestling people I'm thinking of? NW, what is that? NWA is a rap group. NWO. What's NWO? NWO, thank you. Sorry. NWO. NWA. Is it one vile difference. Yeah, sorry. This big, is an A. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, that's big, that's that's big difference. NWO. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not a wrestling person. That's but like, I've seen pictures of the of the dude with the slick black hair from NWO. It looks like Phil Mickelson. That's what he looks like. He looks like from WWE. And it's just it's crazy. So, like, do you fade Phil this week? Are you on that train? Oh, that's a way people, a lot of people will bet it. There's a lot of, 
lot of sharp guys will, will do that. They, I'm on it. I'm they target it. certain guys like that and and get them in in, in every matchup. Phil to miss the cut. Doubt. You like that bet? I've seen that out there a lot. What's the odds? I, I mean, yes, he's probably going to miss the cut. He almost, if there was a cut in the live tour, he would have missed that. Yeah, <laughs> right. He would have. That's right. He would have. Absolutely. He would have missed that. So no, he's not playing good. He's uh, not coming to Brookline. This course looks. To miss the to miss the cut, Phil Mickelson is. Um, wait, is Fanduel not even have it up? I don't think Fanduel's up yet. Fanduel it is up. Fanduel is not offering it. You can't bet on Phil to miss the cut at Fanduel. Huh? Price is too high. Yep, they won't put it up because they know it'll be one way action. How about that? Well, I mean, I don't even know what the price would be. I mean, like Rory is plus five fifty. He's the longest of shots you got to miss the cut. Kevin Na is minus one twenty four. The no, just to to miss the cut. Yes, Kevin Na to miss the cut is minus one twenty four. There's only three players that are laying juice. Everybody else is plus money. Phil Phil would be the highest. So it's if, so it's you can only bet miss the cut. You can't bet make. You you can bet make the cut if you want. There's a make the cut. Uh, it's the a market different bet. It's not just no. Two different bets to miss the cut or to make the cut. Oh. So to make the cut is minus nine fifty for Rory, uh, okay. and Kevin Na minus one hundred two. Phil's not in either market on Fanduel. Right. How about that? What's yeah, the logic behind that? Can't make the price. I mean, he's to minus twenty to one to miss the cut. You think he is? Wow. Minus 2,000 to miss the cut. At least. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> At least. It's a, it's an unknown. So, I mean, and it's all, I mean, this is like, you know, do you put up a fight where you know the guy's going to win a 40 to 1 favorite? You got to lay 4,000? Or do you just not put it up? So, books are probably just not putting it up. I don't know. I mean, Fandle, I'm going through their head-to-heads right now on Fandle. They don't even have head-to-heads. With Phil. With Phil. Yeah. Phil's not Phil's not in the head-to-head market either. Who do you put him up against? I mean, he's gonna probably lose to a lot of them. (laughs) Finishing position. Let's can you can you bet Phil in the top 10? Um Phil Mickelson in the top. Listen, it might be a decision in some books where they go, you know what, this guy's you know toxic right now, or is he's just we don't want to put him up. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I don't know if they have any. I have not seen Phil's name on Fandle yet. I'm scrolling through all these right. different markets. I'm not yeah. sure Fandle is even touching Phil. Yeah. I mean, that's somewhat surprising. <laughs> you, you, know, you know that you're in a tailspin when they right? when they won't even let you bet on them. <laughs> right. When they won't even put you up. You know you're right? screwed with the books like, yeah, we're not even touching you. We're not right. even going to put up a yes or no because we don't know what – because he could – I mean, because Matt's right. I mean, that they could – spin it where all of a sudden Phil like dials back the hands of time and all of a sudden he's playing really, really well. And the books get eviscerated because the public all came in on bet on Phil. Cause look, everyone's wondering what the Boston fan base is going to do. And I'm actually really curious. They think they're going to roast all the other live tour guys, but not roast Phil. But look, I'm, I'm halfway through the book is the new book on Mickelson. And uh, they, they talk a ton about it. The, the, the New York fan base at the U S open at best page black, and all these, you know, New York based um, at Baldishral and and Beth Page Black, they loved Phil. Boston loves Tiger, and that's true because I've walked Tiger and Phil together in Boston. They love Tiger. They don't hate Phil, but 
Um, you got to remember that one of the planes in the 9-11 attack took off from Boston. And there's a lot of people who do not like the live tour in New England. This could be four rounds of or two rounds. If he misses the cut two. of getting heckled by the Boston fan base. I don't know. It's possible. I just, uh, I want to know the numbers. I'm, well, I'm more interested in that. <laughs> well, I don't the really. Numbers are part of it. I mean, because Phil is used to being loved. So if he's getting hate, he's not used to getting hate. He is so uncomfortable. He's dressed right now. In like a guy that he wants to play the heel. What are you talking about? But he's not playing the heel. He should play the heel, but he's worried about his sponsors. He should come out and be like, guys, they gave me $200 million. What do you want? Like that's, I mean, he just, he, if he owned it and be like, Hey, so Phil, what's your integrity worth? $200 million. What's yours worth? Somebody offers you $200 million. What are you going to say? Look into their background. Do you care who they are? Let's go through all where the money comes from. Let's go through gas prices. Let's go through Walmart. Let's go through all these different. You want to play the high horse? You guys want to go up on this? Go right ahead. Like that's what he should do. But because he's so worried about his public perception and his persona, he doesn't have the guts to do that, to stand up there and just be honest. Because that's what you should do. It's just it's, say, it, I mean, it is kind of like this is where you kind of look at the media and you go, man, I mean, you're you're going to come at him right now before this golf tournament. This is the, this well, is the access forum. to him. I mean, remember, I, I know. They, but they, they like, escorted Alan Shipnuck out of the press conference at the live tour. The guy who wrote the book on Phil, right. Greg Norman pointed him out and they pulled him out of the press conference. So like. They may not they may not get many more chances to have Phil on camera to ask him these questions. So the, the media came last yesterday with the knives sharpened, ready to go. <laughs> and for him to not know that that was going to be the case, that's kind of weird. Well, he like, did, but he's just uncomfortable. He sat there for 25 minutes. I mean, he didn't like run away. He stood there and, and answered questions right. about the course and about, you know, where he is and his playing time. But his answers were really lacking. I mean, even Barstool Sports ripped Phil Mickelson yesterday for the for, for the press conference. I mean, right. Barstool was like, this is bad. Like, this is, you're embarrassing yourself. Just be honest. Like, everyone knows why you took the paycheck and people probably would respect you more if you just were honest, but if you're honest, you're then opening up the question of, well, what wouldn't you take money for? Who right. wouldn't you take money for? And, and, and those were the questions that came to the live tour in England when they were asking the guys, would you take like they asked, um, I forget which South African golfer, but they said, would you take money from the South African government during apartheid? If it's, if you take money for anybody, would you take money from them? And they're just hemming and hawing and da, 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 da. I didn't know what to say. And so like, that's when they, if you open the door by saying, I'm getting paid $200 million, you would too. Then it opens the next question of like, who wouldn't you take money from? And it's just the way that the media operates when you open these doors. Yeah. So they're trying very hard not to open these doors, <laughs> but, in, well, yeah, but I mean, in, in the process, it looks really bad for everyone. Listen, it's just, it's just like, it's almost like a court case. You know, when you give the, the, the lawyer an opening, they come and they get you. Right. So what do you expect Phil to do? I have empathy. Yeah, it was bad. That just sit bad. there and just, I mean. It, over and over again. I have empathy. It's I, bad. I, I, I mean, deep, so. I have deep empathy for the family. He don't owe nobody nothing. I mean. He doesn't. It's absolutely true. But he, he doesn't but owe he, anybody anything. But he should just, this is where. Plus, he's got that other thing always lurking over his shoulder. He keeps on referencing it, though. He keeps on referencing it. It's case. interesting. I mean, it's just. Well, he keeps on referencing I. 
am working on myself. I'm through therapy, keeping my issues at bed. Like he keeps on like referencing other like off the course issues. It's really, it's interesting the way he's wording it. Like the, the, the he's now this whole gambling thing. He keeps on like touching on the gambling thing. Cause I think he knows what's coming. Well, and you I, know, I mean, I think he knows that that book is going to come out and it's going to expose a ton of what Phil has been. And he's going to say, look, I told you I was addicted. I had an addiction. I don't think it has anything to do with the gambling. I think it has to do with that, that stock deal. And and stuff, but isn't that all wrapped in together with Billy Walters and the stock in the, in, in the stock trading? Why he may have done it? Yeah, it's yeah, all isn't he, it all in the same? He, he didn't go to jail. He just gave the money back and washed his hands. But Billy Walters went to jail, and he's coming out with a book <laughs> about all. Billy of it. Walters went to jail, and Phil didn't. And Billy and Billy, according to reports, Billy blames Phil that Phil could have cleared his name, and Phil didn't. So now, now, now Phil knows that, I mean, it's like, it's like that scene in the Godfather when a guy came from Italy, he didn't have to say anything. And he sat, the brother sat in the, in the courtroom. Guy got, guy got mute real quick. Stop talking. He knew what that meant. I mean, it's like what Phil's doing now. He got the money from wherever he got it from. He's trying his best to, you know, and you got reporters coming at him, asking him about these things and stuff. And I'm here to play golf. Do you want to ask me about the golf? Please do. But that's, I would agree with you, but that's never been Phil. Phil has been always, I mean, this is why the book is so fascinating. Phil has been on PGA tour. Phil has been the most, um, the easiest golfer to deal with corporate sponsors. Like there's all these stories of like when Phil knew yeah. he was going to play with the CEO of a big company like Behringer, this this big mm-hmm. recruiting company, or or KM KPMG, KMPC that, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever they did these big yeah. corporations that like he would find out the background. Like they won their club championship two yeah. weeks prior, mm-hmm. or they play, or their son just got into Stanford, yeah. or they were going after a big contract. Yeah. Phil would call the company that his sponsor was in the negotiations with just to talk golf. Say, Hey, it's Phil Mickelson. I just want to talk a little about golf for a little bit. And all of a sudden the contract goes to the client to, to his sponsor. Right. Phil's always been that way. So like this has been calculated, like the, the, the live tour conversation, like this has been a longstanding thing and nobody can figure it out because now he's toxic. Now corporate sponsors can't go near him. So he just, he took that $200 million, but how much money did he leave on the table? over the next 30 years for himself on the senior tour, doing the Arnie and Jack stuff and the Gary player playing the par three. Maybe like, he knew. Maybe he knew that, that wasn't going to happen. That the gravy train is going to stop. Very possible. Very, very possible. And that's what, I, that's why the media is digging because they can't figure it out. They see what you just said. What's going on? Why did you do that? Did you know, do you know what shoe is about to drop? That's causing you to make this decision. And that's where Rory ripped on them yesterday. Rory and the guys, Will Zillatoris and anybody who's committed to the PGA tour, they're just going, you know, Rory's quote was my dad used to tell me when you make your bed, you're going to lie in it. And that's what those guys are going to do. They're going to lie in their bed. So they want, I mean, Rory and company, all the guys on the PGA tour, they want the media to eviscerate these guys. They want the crowds to be booing. They want the crowds to be heckling, to have some payback. Uh, is, oh, I, don't I, think. Know, I don't know if they want all that. I mean, like, listen, 
Well, then why is Rory stoking the fire every time he has a microphone in front of his face? Because Rory's good with who he is and what where, where he's at and the money that he makes. But you know, he wants those go, guys to be penalized. They didn't go to Rory and give him $200 million. They might have. They might not have. They've tried. I don't know. Rory, they might I mean, not have, right? We don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, Nor- so, him and Greg you know, Norman clearly there's a lot of There's a lot of things there, too, where, you know, there might be some sour grapes between guys, too. Like, how, how did this guy get this $200 million deal? I'm better than him. I don't know. So, might, you know, you use the media to go after those guys and, you know, or you got those high moral grounds. Like, I would never take that money. I don't like where that money's coming from. Yeah, I, I mean, we know they money. made an offer to so, Tiger in high nine figures. They, okay. they got, if they offered Phil $200 million, what do they offer Tiger? $500 million? I don't know. Would they offer Rory? I mean, probably $400 million. They offered Rory $400 million? Guaranteed they offered. If, if they offered Phil Mickelson $200 million, I guarantee Roy McIlroy got an offer of, of obscene. What if they didn't offer Rory anything? Um, maybe, but I mean, I, I think it would, there'd be a reason why they wouldn't offer. Supposedly they offered it to anyone and everyone on the PGA tour was made offers to leave. Supposedly. So, I mean, that was say, Bryson got a hundred. If Bryson DeChambeau got a hundred million dollars, what did Rory get? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe Rory, Rory didn't get anything. I disagree with that. That's I don't know. stunning. That would be, I don't know what the purpose of them not to like to, to not at least approach him and make him an offer of some value. Maybe they knew that's, they couldn't get him. That's possible too, but then that wouldn't be sour grapes. Then that would just be Rory saying, "Good, you didn't offer me anything, and I wouldn't have taken it anyway." Exactly. So, so you, you you don't know. You always got to keep in mind when guys are doing stuff and like what they're saying to the media. A lot of things are calculated. A lot of things are not. But guy got the money. It is what it is. I just I I don't know how that's going to play out this week. I, oh, I can't I, wait I, to watch it. I cannot. I don't wait think to watch it, it. I don't think it plays well for Phil. Nope. <laughs> Phil making the cut would be a big dog for me. Anybody in Vegas have it up? I haven't. I haven't looked yet. No. Not no yet. one. No one yet. Okay. I haven't seen it. I mean, I just looked at Circus. That's all. But. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I can't wait to see. What I mean, I almost I feel for the bookmakers because we just you know spent 15 minutes of it on it trying to figure how do you put the market out? You just don't fill. So you don't put them out anywhere. You know, you don't you don't offer odds. Even Circa's not gonna offer a yes no on Phil making the cut. Um I don't know. I don't know. They might, but I mean he's he had they have odds on him to win it all. I mean, outrights, but I don't know right. how deep they're getting. They do such a different business model and that you know they really offer prices like people come in from out of town i was down there on sunday just mm. with someone and, and they're like these golf prices are ridiculous like they're just so different and when you're in it like dubs you'll be on tomorrow and he was like davy i have to look at this every week i have to look at this i have to look at these outrights every week because it's like oh who did he say he took a guy last week at 40 to one and it was 75 here at circa or somebody else at circa? Circa? Uh. he took 40 could have gotten 75 and he's like that's i mean 40 to 45 is okay like that's a yeah, little right. bit of a difference almost double on the yes. same guy pays to shop around i tell people that all the time but he didn't win house didn't win Circa was right. I use Circa to price out the markets. That's what I like. I use Kalakis's numbers to go and find other books that are upset. Nikki doesn't numbers. do anything with the golf. 
Right. No, but I'm page. saying, but right. But that, that's what I do with Circa though. Oh, use, with the UFC. Yeah. So I use the UFC numbers. Like for instance, you know, when, when I was looking at betting, um, I was looking at betting Prochka by knockout. Kalekas had it at minus one forty-five. Uh-huh. Everybody else had it at minus one thirty. Okay. So that gave me pause for a second. I was like, wait. So so it, Nikki is pushing a little. He thinks it's more expensive. It's more likely. I could pay less juice. Go to a different book. Make that bet. Pay less juice because right. Nick thinks it's going to happen more likely. He's put fifteen right. cents higher than everybody else in the marketplace. He thinks it's going to happen. So then right. I went and bet Prochka by knockout. So that's that, that's how I, I use Circa. That's good. Okay. To, to, to shop yeah. around because I trust his numbers more than I trust the, the automation numbers elsewhere. So the same thing can happen with Circa with golf. So like if I saw that, if I was Dubsy, that would give me worry that Circa's at seventy five, everybody else is at forty five. Yeah. It's like, uh oh, that's not great. Not only yeah. just the value of it, but just the likelihood of that guy winning outright. Circa's telling you that it's a pretty big long shot where everybody else is saying it's not, it's a long shot, but it's not as big of a long shot. Well, they have, I mean, their, their prices usually reflect that from top to bottom mm-hmm. because they, they, their whole percentage is just so much lower. Like a lot of golf outright markets are 30 plus percent. I mean, <sighs> they advertise that they start at 18 and work their way down to, 15 or 12 by the time the tournament starts. So they're constantly moving people up. Right. And they the want prices. lower. I mean, they want a, more. Yeah. Less hold more volume will mean make more money. And they're willing to take a risk on some guys might have higher prices. You might get higher payouts, but if we have more money in the pool, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the way the business should run in general. It's great. I mean, shopping around and using Circa is a phenomenal way of doing it. I mean, looking yep. at the, looking at their prices and looking at their numbers. Uh, you're wearing the Braves hat, so let's get into the Braves here. Twelve yep. straight wins for the Braves. Now they I'm in the, full uniform today. Wow, this is the throwback jersey. They got the Braves Washington hat. Nationals again today. Can't lose. Hammer, Hammer absurd. Atlanta minus two fifty today. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it is light? getting ridiculous. You want to bet $2.50 on Atlanta today? I don't want anything to do with Washington. So it's either bet the favorite or nothing. Yeah, I mean, and you'll get silly and play on the run line, and you other people will play to first I mean, you're five. laying minus 152 juice at FanDuel to, to lay I'm one and a half run runs. Line. Yeah. This that is, is insanity. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't know anything about the kid pitching for Washington. Tetro uh, looks t- like Peralt. Correct. Tetrault. It, it, it should be T. Tetrault. Yeah. T. Tetrault. It's Tetro. As I used to say it. Um, I one of those trains you just don't get in front of. Atlanta's twelve game winning streak, longest ever. I think is fifteen in two thousand by the Braves. Um. Let's say it, lay it, but I wouldn't take it. Let's put it that way. Maybe, maybe you find something else or put it yeah, in some parlance. It's, that, it's yeah, the same th- question that we had yesterday. Do you make the right bet and just ignore the juice? So yeah. expensive. So expensive. I mean, <laughs> but it's what I, I, I think it's one of those bets where if you've been on the Braves for the last two weeks, you, you make this right. bet. You, you lay the juice. Yeah. But if you haven't and you haven't been involved, you can't oh. get involved now. You're too late. 
oh, this is just like coming in on the on the pass line at a hot craps table. Yeah, you just can't. It's been rolling. You've been sitting on a side going, man, I just want to get in there. Those people are having so much fun. Another point, seven, boom, boom, high five. And you're like, I, I, I don't know. And then you go in there and you and you play the, the pass line and you back it up. Crap out. Dice comes seven out. Yeah. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> and everybody's like picking up their chips. And you're the reason why. They won. Yeah, and, but you're the reason why. <laughs> it's and, 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 and your <laughs> chips are gone. Like you just the ones you just put down are gone. You didn't win yeah. nothing. You got in late and you're like, well, well, but wait, like, should I should I do the next roll? Yeah, this is tough, man. I I think you're right. I think you gotta wait it out if you haven't been on them, but I mean, what if they win 15 in a row, 16 in a row? You miss out on another three or four bets. You're still laying two. They're playing such – I mean, um, Sheehan's newsletter was awesome this morning. I read it. Talked about the Braves and who they've played mm. in the last – during this streak. It's literally the worst team in cupcakes. baseball. Hostess cupcakes. Cupcakes. It's the worst teams in baseball – the Rockies, the Pirates, and the Athletics with the worst. And now the Nationals. <laughs> and now the Nationals. Yeah. They've allowed 30 runs in the 10 games prior to the National Series. Um, pretty good. Three a game is pretty good. Three a game. It's good. It's really good. Well, the other teams they're playing can't score. They played the three lowest scoring teams before the Nationals uh, in the A's, the Pirates, and the Rockies. They went back so, to back yesterday, right? Home runs? Who? Braves, Did back-to-back uh, home runs. I mean, I think put the game out of reach. It was six nothing, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't. Know. I checked the score early, and I was like, "God, the Braves are winning again." Yeah, they've just they've they just played so it. well. Baseball I mean, they, betting sometimes is so boring. You just nine five over and over and over. Let's see, they was nine five final. They went um, for home runs. Yeah, they went. Uh, I guess it wasn't back to back. In the third, they Duval homered. No, yeah, Azuna homered, and then Duval homered back to back. Five right. nothing, I think six nothing. And that was pretty much it. Brother Dan popped in the chat. Said, "How do you talk golf without talking to Dubsy? He's coming tomorrow. It's Dubsy Wednesday. Tournament starts Thursday. We just gave Bro. you a little teaser, a little appetizer, a little, know. little, a little, little, you know, croquette right. things to eat." <laughs> nothing too serious it's a little tiny bite to nibble <laughs> a little platter a little pigs in the blanket that's what we need oh you like pigs in a blanket oh right no i can't eat it but ra- oh. bacon bacon wrapped prosciutto and prosciutto wrapped in in, in melon you know that, that stuff little, that's so good little stuff right there spinacopita you know you walk around it's wedding season I'm getting just hungry a little, just a little app you know nothing too okay. serious tomorrow dubsy comes in with the fire he does he'll, he'll come and bring the hammer Tell you where to go. Where to, what to, oh, what Saturday. To do. I love what he says. Saturday. <laughs> Just so good. Uh, you raise Yankees. Cole Kluber today. Who are you taking? Right. This is, oh, this is akin to Dodgers giants. Giants had to get on their horse. Swept the, swept the Dodgers. Ray's going to get on their horse. This is an important series here. Important game. Cole. Cole's been phenomenal. Under. Eight and a half, right? Seven and a half. Seven and a half, okay. Seven and a half. Minus 230. Seven and a half offshore. Eight in Vegas. 
Okay. Eight under a quarter. Boy, you just get on that edge teetering. 25 is the highest I ever would like to go on the totals. When I get to 30, you're just like, man, I'm going to give you the other side of this plus 110. Used to burn my ass. I never <laughs> liked doing it. I'm going to give you plus 110 on nothing on a total. Um, Yankees are nothing. Yankees are nothing, really. Yankees are nothing. Interesting. How many games have they won in a row? The Yankees? Yeah. Um, Sweep yeah. the Cubs. Yankees have row. won four games in a row, nine of the last 10. They're 26 and seven at home. <laughs> Rays are 14 and 12 on the road. They're six and four over the last 10. They're nine games back of the Yankees. They got to go. They got to go. This is a big series for them. Yeah, they just got to take two out of three. It'll be okay. But if they can take it against Cole, TBS nationally televised game, by the way, if you want to watch tonight. Yep. On a Tuesday? Tuesday TBS. Friday Apple, Tuesday TBS. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching that. Four yeah, o'clock man. Pacific, seven national, o'clock national, national game. So you got a big game with that. So need it. They just beat the twins six nothing. So they got to come out of that and ride that momentum a little bit. It's crazy because Toronto's the game under them on the, on the uh, board. The price is the same or a little bit less. And I feel a lot better about laying Toronto against Baltimore than of I course. do. The Yankees, of against, course. Uh, Tampa, right? Of course. It's, yeah, you're right, though. It's an interesting number. It's because of Cole, though. It's because of how what Garrett Cole has done. Really, all the Yankees starters, but Garrett Cole in particular, has been very good over the last month. Yeah. So, that's more of a, a Cole situation than than a, than a situation involving the involving the Rays or Yankees. Right. Red Sox you have bet, you bet in the Yankees. Um. Am I betting the Yankees? No. I'm not, I don't lay 230 in baseball. Hell no. That's insane. Yeah, it's a lot. But it's a good game, though. It's a, it's a real good game. I'm looking, forward yeah. to, to, I'm looking forward to watching it to see if the Rays can do some damage. The Yankees are due to have a big injury or to leak oil at some point. They've been too hot. Right. They keep, they keep this up. They're going to run away and hide with the division. And I just I find it hard to believe, given the talent in the division, that the Yankees can play like this at home for this long. I mean, what's Spence 20- says Cole gave up five homers last time out. He did. That's right. That was, that was, he did get hit pretty hard last time. That's right. Stevie Max is right after. Come on. What are we doing here? That's a, I, I, yeah, but his overall ERA over the last month, I mean, he gave up one or none in like five straight starts, didn't he? Yeah, he's been good. So, I mean, he had, he had a bad outing his last time out, but it's still like, I don't know if I'd, you know, let's see. So Garrett Garrett Cole's ERA is three point six three. He's five and one with three point six three. Uh, at home, he's two point eight seven ERA, two and one. He got hit hard. Yeah, he 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 got hit hard by the Twins last time out with seven earned runs and five home runs. But that was zero zero one zero in the four previous starts before that. Seven six eight and seven innings pitched. So I mean, he's been pretty good. No earned runs, one earned run, five against Baltimore, over two against Baltimore the time before that. So he's had three very good starts and two not so good starts last time out. But overall, he's been, I mean, isn't he the odds on favorite to win the Cy Young right now? Um, In the American League? Let's take a look at that. Well, I haven't looked at that. Uh, Cy Young um, for the American League. Um, No, wow, he's not. Garrett Cole is 12 to 1. You got McClanahan at 
plus 350. Verlander, 4-1. Manoa, 7-1. Nestor Cortez, 11-1. Gosman, 12-1. And Cole, and Cole, 12-1. There you go. McClanahan's been phenomenal. I bet him the last two times he's pitched. He's been yeah, he's, he's, he's phenomenal for the race. He's just he's great uh, for them. Is he going to win this Cy Young, though? I mean, his numbers are ridiculous right now. A ways to go, yeah. But he's been really, he's been really good, yeah. You know, pitching wise so far to start the year, and it, on a team that likes to pitch with openers and not actual starters. On top of that, so I mean, he's got ninety-eight strikeouts, leads Major League Baseball. Um, Garrett Cole's got eighty-four. Uh, quality starts, Musgrove. Wow, leads American leads in that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, but I mean, e- ERA wise and Moscow's ERA is 1.5. That's crazy. Clanahan's 1.87 though. Seven and two, 1.87. How about that? McClanahan's only given up 15 earned runs, but Musgrove's given up 12 for San Diego. Damn. He's been good. Oof. It's been great. National League signing award winner. All right, time now for the Circus Sports schedule of the day being brought to you by Circus Sports, the Bostonian versus the book brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circa Million Four Football Handicapping Contest. Most exciting football handicapping contest is back for another season. Circa Million Four delivering six million in guaranteed total prizes, one million bucks to the first place prize. This contest, once again, will not take a rake. Any extra fees go right back into the prize pool. Each player makes five picks in pro football against the spread. Each pick's worth one point. Most points, you win at least $1 million. Entries are $1,000, max of three per player. Test your skill this year, this season, against the best handicappers in the world for your chance to win a million. For more information and contest rules and sign-up information, log on to circusports.com. Team of the day, the Baltimore Ravens. Over on that this morning. Nine and a half for the Baltimore Ravens. Good number. Going into this year. Interesting number. At first blush, without seeing the schedule, what do you think, over or under? Nine and a half. I think it's nine or ten. I think that's the number we're going to come up with. Okay. Um, Minus 130 to the over. mm -hmm. So it's juiced to the over to get to ten. I'm saying that we're going to – I'm going to get to over. I'm You're probably going to get to 10. Yes, because I don't think – I think Cleveland's going to be, you know, eh. Awful. Um, we did the Bengals yesterday. We both got over. I think the Bengals and the Ravens both make the playoffs. I think the schedule, once you – I peeked at it this morning. I think once we go through the schedule, I think we're going to get to 10 relatively easily. Their schedule is pretty easy. Relatively easily? Yeah, I, I think they make it to 11. Let's go through it, okay? Right. Opener, opener on the road against the Jets. Win. Of course. They what are they, six-point favorites? Um, I would say they should be more. I would say they should be seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Five or seven. It's the Jets. Uh, Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. Okay. Against them. I would make them seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. This is why you're an immediate guy. <laughs> and not That's the why we would Jets. be buried on Jets money. <laughs> Right and then the Jets might win out, right? And they're going to yeah. go, who made that number? And we all yeah. point the parole. <laughs> Jets are going to be garbage. Get them on a marketing team. Home for Miami. Baltimore at home against Miami. Win. Correct. At New England. Tough game. Great game. 
coin flip game. Complete. Um, wow. I'm going to say they go there and win. They can. Three. Absolutely. I mean, they, they play the style of football that will match up well against the Patriots. Correct. So, yep, I agree. And running quarterback, give the Patriots fits. So Tough. Yep. Team speed for defensively for Boston, for, for, for the Patriots, is supposed to get better. But if it's not, they're going to have a tough time chasing down Lamar. So. 3-0 to start the season. Yep. Home for Buffalo. They play three straight AFC East teams. Damn. Three straight. They play the whole division in the first, you know, the first three games of the year, first four games of the year, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. They play the whole division first four weeks. It's a very weird schedule. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. All non, all non-division games, first four games against the same division. I don't know if I've ever seen that either. Right. It's a weird scheduling quirk. And I have to get the chat on that. See if that ever happened before. Uh, They'll lose that game. So do you have a two and two or three and one start? Three and one. Yeah, I agree. Three and one start for the for, for the Ravens. Not sure about Patriots Bills, but they go one and one between those two teams. And they beat Miami and they beat the Jets. Home for Cincinnati. They'll split against the Bengals. I'll win the home game. I agree. So four and one start at the New York Giants. Win. Five and one. See? Uh at Sorry, home for Cleveland. Loose. Really? Cleveland Browns are going to Baltimore and beating the Ravens. Yeah, because then the Ravens will go to Cleveland and win. Disagree. Win. They're going to win both games against Cleveland. I I have six. At Tampa. Thursday night football. Loss. Agreed. At New Orleans. Monday night football. Win. I have a loss there. Bye week in week 10. Okay. So through nine, I have them going seven and two. Sorry, okay. six and three. Yeah, six and three. You have six and three as well. Right? Six. Yeah. Yeah, six and three. Uh, home for Carolina. Win. Seven. At Jacksonville. Win. Eight. Home for Denver. Lose. Win. Nine. At Pittsburgh. Lose. I'll go loss. At Cleveland. Win. Agreed. What are you at? Nine. I'm at 10. Home for Atlanta. What, what's the date of this game? December 24th, Christmas Eve. <laughs> That's such a win. That might be 15 yeah. at points. Kill the whole team Atlanta yeah. going outside the ball. <laughs> on Christmas, on Christmas Eve. December, Christmas they're gonna, they're gonna Eve. That's a win. Trying to figure out what the line would be on that game. I was like, they definitely win. I'm just like, it may be 14 and a half, 15 point favorites in that game. Yep. So I'm already, I'm already over Pittsburgh home New Year's day. Last game of the season. Nope. Second to last. The New Year's day is not the last game in the season. This is for the NFL. We're going into late mid January, um, January 8th. It's the last day. I, I guess win because I have them losing in Pittsburgh. So I'm winning at home. Okay. And then 11. at at Cincinnati. Loss. So I have 11. I got 11. So I'm way over. As I said, it's not going to be hard to get to 10 wins for Baltimore this year. Their schedule is very, very. Nine and a half, huh? It's because of what happened last year. They, they have a much better schedule. They have a much better schedule. Yep. Jordan. Jordan, our man in the, in the chat. Jordan Gorov. Because all those uh, injuries they had last year. The, the, their, schedule, their schedule this year. This is a bet I'm probably going to make. 
I'm probably going to bet Baltimore over. You're going to get aggravated. They might Why? need to win the last game for you to go over. I don't I think they're going 10 and seven. I don't. I mean, they could they go under 500? Could they could they go eight nine? No, Harbaugh's not going eight and nine with that schedule. They can't go eight and nine. No, let's do it again. Okay, non conference road games at New York, at New England, which New York? Sorry, at the Jets, at New England, at the Giants, at Tampa, at Tampa, at New Orleans, at Jacksonville, are your non conference road games. They have nine homes, non non division games. Did they have nine home? Ga- How many One, games? Two, that three, five? four, five, six, seven, eight home games. Nine road games. Okay, so they get more road games than, than home games, but they're yeah. winnable. Last place schedule. They are winnable, but I mean, the team's going there. I mean, going to Jacksonville, taking on Denver at home, Atlanta at home, Miami at home, Buffalo at home. Buffalo wasn't such a hard place to play last year. No, but I mean, having Buffalo in Baltimore in week four. Buffalo's winning that game. I think the Ravens are going to win the division. It's very possible. I I think they they could be 12 wins. I mean, I think they could blow past this nine and a half win total. You like them better to win a division than Cincy? Yes. Since he got a hard schedule. Yep. That schedule we did it yesterday. I mean, who's whose yep. schedule would you rather have? Cincinnati or Baltimore? Well, damn. I mean, Baltimore's schedule is easy. I don't want to have Baltimore schedule after yeah. that. Baltimore's schedule is way AFC way North easier. Division winner, Baltimore Ravens plus 160. Cincinnati Bengals two to one. Yeah, take Baltimore. Take Baltimore over, take Baltimore to win the division. Those are bets oh. I'll make. I I admit them, yeah, but those are bets I'll make. Make playoffs bet. Let's see. To make playoffs, team to make playoffs, yes, no. Bengals or Ravens are. Yes, it was only minus 128. Minus 128. To make the playoffs? Yeah. To make the playoffs. Bengals are minus 118. Wow. Bengals have a shorter. Okay. Interesting. Longer yeah. odds on the Ravens to make the playoffs over the Bengals. But the Bengals are two to one to win the division, and the Ravens are. Uh, that, how does that work? That doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean? How are the Ravens a shorter price to win the division, but yep. a longer shot to make the playoffs? No, they're they're more expensive to make the playoffs. That, make, that makes sense. You have to lay more oh, juice right, right, yeah, to okay, make yeah, the yeah, playoffs because yeah, yeah. they're the favorite to win okay. the division. Okay. It's not much. It's ten cents more, but right. Difference. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Wow. All right. That's good. That's uh I will be making this will be a play for me this summer. That schedule is a gift to Baltimore. What day is the Steelers? We do the Steelers one? tomorrow? Uh I figured we were gonna I was waiting to see what happened to you for Wednesday or Thursday. If you're off Thursday, we'll do the Steelers tomorrow. If you're on Thursday, we'll do the Steelers Thursday. Holding the last. I'm doing a show tomorrow, so do the Steelers tomorrow. Okay. So do Steelers tomorrow. I'll do some. Now I'll do some real homework. <laughs> Steelers over. Night Without night. even seeing the schedule or the number, you're just saying over. I already know what the number is in my head. Kenny two gloves is a problem. He ain't even gonna play. He ain't even gonna play. He ain't even gonna play. Okay. I'm giving Madeline my phone. Sorry. Oh boy. How did your iPad die with with it being plugged in? 
No, I don't believe that. What happened? You took it out. Okay, there you go. So there, that's yeah. why. All right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that's brilliant. No, you can't say hi the way. You look crazy. Oh, you please. Sit here? Yeah, you can see her. It's fine. She looks nuts. Like, she looks absolutely crazy. That's so, okay. you know, no, I'm not putting her on TV. With, oh, okay. With, 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 with the way she Sorry, looks. Sorry, Madeline, you can't can come on like that. Keep that I'm quiet. Ready. Keep that down. Okay. So she wants to sit in here and listen to the show so she can do that. So that's good. Yeah, so she she can do that. All right, guys. On Sports Grid, thank you so much. We'll be back on tomorrow. We're uh, following the Pat McAfee Show at 11 p.m. Thank you very much for watching. We appreciate it. Go into our Discord channel, betprep.com slash chat to be part of the brigade. When the show is not on, 24 hours a day, access to Dave and I and the show and the brigade and the audience. We'll be back tomorrow on Sports Grid, same time, 11 p.m. Pacific time after the Pat McAfee Show. Okay, so a couple things here. That I want to get into, and this is this is a little interesting, and it's, it, we don't really dive into this all that often. But I just want to add, get your take on this. So this is on Wagers.com. So Wagers.com has a story up today about a indictment that came down for insider trading. A 36 yeah. year old Pennsylvania person was criminally charged with insider trading, yep. who was a former employee of Penn Interactive, which is a company owned by Penn National Gaming. What he did was. He saw that there was going to be a major purchase with Score Media. Yep. So he bought $13,000 worth of stock in Score Media, then went back and bought $7,000 of Score Media stock. Mm -hmm. He turned around and sold it for Mm $580,000. How in the future, as we see publicly traded companies, how much of a problem could this be? When these stories are being floated, things are being put out there, and we have so many companies, international companies, all we're going. Is this an industry problem or is this a one-off, not that big of a deal? This is a daily occurrence in the world every day. It has nothing to do with gambling companies. This is going on. Correct. But I'm just saying, as we see, but what I'm saying is, as we see the Pac-Man of this industry, we're going to see big company eat little company. Right. We're all assuming in the next two to three years, we're going to see acquisitions like crazy. We have some states with 21 sports books operating. Uh In three years, there could be three. Fair. Very fair. Right. Very fair. So that means consolidation. That means a publicly traded company may get bought out. The people Mm -hmm. might know it's coming and get Mm -hmm. word to get word of it like this dude did. Uh Uh-huh. He was in charge. He was involved in the actual application. How they caught him basically is that he was involved in the the merging of the app, the apps, so uh-huh. the technology side. And he was like, "They're going to acquire us." So he went and bought a bunch of stock. Stock went up. He sold it for five hundred eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Tipped off the SEC. Now he gets arrested for it. Yep. I just wonder how much this is going to happen. This, this seems like this could be the best part. Is they only come after you when you win, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. You know, you lose, how many right? do you buy that lose and they let you go? Well, you know, the reason why they arrest the reason why it's illegal is because you know it's going to go up. It's not going to go down. You don't know. Nobody knows shit. Well, you kind of do. If, if a merger is going to happen, if you're going to be acquired, if Penn's buying score. Doesn't mean the stock's going to go up all the time. And it doesn't mean mm. you buy the stock hoping it's going to be a merger. Sometimes things fall apart. There's no merger and you're left holding a bunch of worthless stock. They only come after you when you win. This happens every day. This happens every day. The stock market is a lot of people's playground to do a lot of things. 
Right. They have all the answers and they can change the rules. You know, the FBI spokesman said that this individual allegedly traded on material non-public information and made up like a bandit insider trading like that is patently unfair to investors and a direct threat to the integrity of our financial markets. The FBI takes this crime seriously and decide to risk this illegal behavior is worth a potential reward. Know that we will investigate and ensure that you're held accountable. Oh, of course. You always have to be held accountable. <laughs> the board of directors, guys, they can they they have ways of moving it and nobody knows anything. <laughs> board of directors, guys, and stuff. That's pretty impressed with their ability to do the same exact goddamn thing. Right. And there's no insider trading charges. The little guy that made five hundred thousand <laughs> sent that guy to jail. He's he he knew he he probably had to scratch together everything he could would get 13 why did he close it out so fast he he alerted everybody because he sold he didn't sell because he knows it's bullshit i mean (laughs) how much longer is it going to stay up he had to make the score while he could i mean yeah when you read like the stuff with i mean what i mean billy walters went to jail we were just talking about it earlier with phil because he knew i mean he made a good trade. When some people that work for Goldman Sachs are doing this exact same thing every day, right. making good trades, they get they get you know bonuses. They they make eight million dollars. They're too big to go to jail. Go get the little guy. That's the way I took it. I actually I read this article, and a lot of times I don't have the time to do it mm-hmm. before we do the show. But I read this article and I got pissed off. <laughs> I did. I got pissed off. I, I mean, only I've bought 500 shares. I mean, he, he bought five, he bought 200 and then 300 shares of Score Media. That's what I mean. So he didn't buy like an, an obscene amount, but it did no. go up. And then he sold the same. He sold out those options for $580,000. He had no idea that he was going to make this much money. He was probably trying to double it. Right. Go 20000 to 40000 And get out. Yeah. And it went to 500. He was like, Uh-oh. holy shit. <laughs> I got to sell this now. This is the score of a lifetime. I can pay my house off. And then the federal government knocked on his door. <laughs> it's knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Hey, you knew. Well, everybody fucking knew. I'm the only <laughs> one that bought that. So I got busted. Like, you know, you see these moves in stock and shit all the time. I mean, like, the board of DraftKings didn't know that it was going to go down. They sold all their stock. They made all the money. They could go on CNBC and talk about it. Right. And tell everybody that fucking bought at 60 <laughs> that's still holding on to it. No, 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 no. We're getting more money. We're going to invest. We're going to be profitable 2025. Unless California goes and then we're right. going to have to spend more money. And like, but, but it's okay. Right. But it's okay. But we all made $200 million. They knew. It's the same thing. Dude, sports betting is safer than the stock market. It's more fair. You in put up ways. the number, you come in, it's very transactional. I mean, the players may not perform as indicated. The coaches may fuck up. We're talking about the officials. Right. It's still more honest. The stock market stuff is, listen, I was going to go to school and be a finance major. I was. I started at Penn State the first two years. I was a finance major. I was going to go work at Wall Street. I was fascinated with the stock market, fascinated with the numbers from a young age. And Wall Street was a movie that, 
you know, was like, huh, I'll be Gordon Gecko. Fuck that. I'm, yeah. you know, I'll slick my hair back and I'll, <laughs> I'll go on and say, you know, Blue Horseshoe loves this too. I mean, Fezzik is doing it. Come on, stock market. Ugh, it's 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 bad. I don't know. When you see this, do you think it's going to be a problem in the industry? I don't. Think I think there's a potential for it. Yes, there's potential for all of it in any industry. Correct, but I think it's got consolidation means if we're being bought out, Mm -hmm. does that mean the stock goes up? Of course, it always does. Does it? Yes, always. It always it always working out for DK. The stock, the stock always means I mean always a bump up. (laughs) That's what DraftKings hasn't bought DraftKings hasn't been bought yet. If FanDuel drives, if FanDuel were to buy DraftKings, FanDuel stock's going through the roof. Initially. Yep. So if you know about it and you're sitting on a hundred thousand shares and you go and say, all right, the stock's $11. Now I'm going to buy another hundred thousand dollars. I know FanDuel is going to buy it. That stock's going to quadruple the second those that that comes out that FanDuel is going to acquire DraftKings. And then you can sell it and you four times your money. Now you've made $500,000. So it's just, that's how you work there. If you work there, you can't do it. Well, that's what I mean. You're going to catch wind of it before anybody else. That's what the SEC's job is to stop insider trading. That's what insider trading is. You have information that's not publicly aware because you saw an email that came across your desk that stated, in order to prepare for merger or acquisition, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And then you take that information and you go buy stock and then you sell the stock after the merger is announced and the stock price shoots to the roof. You've acquired stock. You've sold stock. I mean, it seems like a very basic insider trading case against this dude. I just wonder, as we get into more and more of these acquisitions with publicly traded companies, it's going to move fast. I wonder how big of a story could this turn into with people who are in this sector of sports betting going very fast with buying things out. It's gonna be. It's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> I just think I just. It came across. I saw it on wagers, and I was like, "That's really interesting." Yeah, you know, that's that's one developer. That's one guy who saw it working at Penn. Saw the merger with the score. Yeah. Dropped twenty k on it. Not a ton yeah. of money, but turned twenty k into five hundred and sixty thousand or five hundred eighty thousand in total. And then the feds showed up and how the how the family of the score do. Well, family didn't underscore how they well. do very well. Yeah, <laughs> they knew too very well. Yeah. Well, that's true. We don't know, but we, did they buy stock? Did they buy options? Like we don't know. Like that's part of the nest. It's why we have the SEC. It's why we have the investigations. But yes, I mean it's a fair yeah. question. It's a fair question to ask. All right, time for the props.com story of the day, and this is interesting. So it's cool if you go to props.com. Our guy Spencer Limbach is doing this best major league player props ranking and picks. Okay. So he's ranking now top five strikeout props with expected value. So this is really interesting. He's using DraftKings odds, but using bet prep help to go and say, what is the probability of this happening? So here's your number one option. Tony Gosselin under five and a half K's at plus 120. Okay. 58% expected value to come in on this. Okay. Highest on the highest on the board. All right. How do you feel about Tony Gosselin today? Under five and a half case. 
Why is it the 58%? It's just what, what the bet prep computer is spitting out from a probability really? standpoint. Yeah. Mm. Up against the Angels. Yeah. You've got Gosselin who has had, I mean, he's not a strikeout He doesn't strikeout guys. Right. He's had um, five, five, seven, seven, seven in his last five oh. starts, however. But wow. the, Angels, the Angels don't strike out. Wow. So five and a half is the number. The bet prep computer expected value is on the under for that. I'd lean that way. What's the yeah. price? Plus what? Plus 120. Under has gone uh, under five and a half strikeouts in eight of his last 11 starts. Has not pitched beyond six innings this season. That's why I like it. He, he goes six, only go six. He goes six on the nose. Last five starts, six Quality innings. Start, six boom. innings, yeah. That's yeah. all he does. Dodgers right. have him go six innings because he's young. And so he's so he's, he's 28 and they just they six innings and that's it. He's seven or no with a 1.58 ERA. Right. I have a play in this game and better to book it. Right. So you like under Gosselin five and a half K's? Yeah. I'm leaning that way. Against yeah. the A's. Yeah, I I'll lean that way too. The prop bet of the day is also on this top five strikeout props for the day. Chris Bassett for the Mets. Over. Five and a half Ks, minus 130. Expected value of 10.4% on it. It's the fifth best on the board at the moment. Minus 140 is the general thought. Minus 130 at certain books. To, to the over? To the over. I like it. I already know Bassett strikes guys out. And Milwaukee's not... I think we got a couple spots in there where we may pick up two strikeouts. Like one guy strikes out twice. Like the, I, I like that one. Adrian Hauser is who Bassett is facing off with. Four point three five ERA, but from a strikeout perspective, uh, sixty eight innings pitched for Bassett with twenty with uh sorry seventy four strikeouts. Yeah, it's pretty more than a strikeout. More an than inning. a strikeout an inning. Yep. For yep. Bassett, he's been he's been tremendous. He's been really good late too for the Mets, and he's yep. been. Um, although his last start, it wasn't good against San Diego. He had pretty he got hit pretty hard seven seven <laughs> one six six earns, but he's been good elsewhere. There's nothing better than when I'm listening to you, but I look down and I see in the chat and like, Vinny, Konowinski goes. Dave likes that word value. LOL. <laughs> that just makes me giggle because Vinny's like knows that I can't stand the word value. Right. All right. So Bassett over five and a half K's is what we like, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, we, so we like the bet. Pro. I did not like the Looney bet yesterday. I like the Bassett prop today over five and a half. Yeah. A little juicy, but it, it's, I, 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 I do like it. Yeah. All right. Time now for better to book it being brought to you by Fliff. Go to getfliff.com. If it's legal in your state, they'll give you 25 bucks just for signing up. No deposit necessary for get Fliff. Go download it. Getfliff.com right now. All right. I got, I got exotic today. Okay. So there's no basketball, no <laughs> hockey. All right. I couldn't wait for this. I'm like, he's got to come with all the baseball. So here's where I'm going. <laughs> so the Giants are facing off in the, against the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yes. Our boy, who we talked about before, who had an article written by the SB Nation site covering the Royals saying that Chris Bubik should be at AAA. This dude has no right to be anywhere near Major League Baseball. He should not be here. It's probably right. Up against my favorite pitcher to bet on in baseball. Yes. In Logan Webb. Yes. I got to lay a run and a half in the first five. Why would you do that? 
because I think the Giants are going to hit Bubik like crazy. Why don't you just bet the run line in the game? Because I don't want to worry about the Giants' bullpen because the Giants' bullpen has not been great. But you got five innings to lay a run and a half instead of nine innings to lay a run and a half. And did you see what the run line price is for this game? No, I didn't. It's look. not. It's not good. I don't want to. I don't want to lay juice on the run line. Do you have to lay juice? Uh huh. <laughs> At least I did last night. I have to. I have to lay. I have to lay. I laid juice on it. It is. Um, Let me look. Yeah, minus one eighteen. I got a laid, I got a laid juice or I get plus money going book- first five. I'm booking this two, nothing giants after five <laughs> and I'm good. It's all I need. I don't need a lot. I just need two, nothing. <laughs> I hope you're right. I just, it's five innings. I can't lay a run and a half. I mean, what's Bubik the price sucks. to lay a half a run? It's horrible. You couldn't, nobody offered it. Oh boy, the books that's are like, yeah, the hell with this. Yeah, because they know we're laying going. a run and a half, half. And a run first, line in the first, first five. And I'm only Lines getting plus changing. 108. I'm only getting plus one. I'm not that's getting like bull. plus that's 160. Pro- you ain't getting no value. Vinny no, Connor Whiskey's complete, right. That's some bullshit. It's complete bullshit. But it's but it's the bet I'm gonna make. I'm like, you know what? You're gonna give it to me. I'm gonna take it anyway. Like, fine, I'm taking it. Oh, Ubik's horrible. His ERA is nine. He's horrible. Logan Webb at home is tremendous. Yeah, this is this is this is good. I mean, the Giants are winning the game. How about the Royals team total under? Bet that. Maybe. Bet I mean, the total of the game is Giants eight. team total over. I looked at it. It's tough. It's four, it's five, right? I think it's four and a half or five. Mm. The first five over is four and a half. And I was gonna I was gonna bet that, but I right. didn't because I'm worried about the Giants offense. Because the Giants they score, Jimmy. but they don't score a ton. SoCal just popped in there. The Giants are minus a half, minus 175 offshore. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Nobody That's on- expensive. I don't feel good about that either. On- onshore, I couldn't find minus one and a half. Right. To late, to late <laughs> 170 juice in the first five. You, you could be tied and you lose. And lose. That no was thank- yeah, no thanks. No, thank you. I took the plus money. You're booking this? I am only because of the innings thing. Okay. Dodgers I'd Angels just lay the run line in a game, but okay. Dodgers Angels, yes. Dodgers run line laying a half a run first five. First five minus one twenty eight. Goslin against Syndergaard. I'm booking this too. This is okay. going to be tied. This is your you're laying this juice today. Have you have you hold on? Have you seen Syndergaard's record on the road? It's not good. He sucks. <laughs> He's driving up the freeway. He sucks on the road. I don't care where he's. I don't care where, I don't care where he's. Yeah, he has. I don't care on the road. He's not good. Syndergaard is not good on the road. He's good at home. Bad. He was good early. He hasn't been good lately. You're um, a seven point eight eight on the road. Seven point eight eight on the road up against Goslin, who's got a who's a one ERA at home. One. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers pitchers have been really, really. They're they're some of their home splits. So one nothing. I'm good. What if it's one one? Well, they're fine. Then I lose. I'm booking but, it again. I'm the Dodgers just got swept nervous. by the, the Dodgers just got swept by the Giants. Yes, they did. Coming back home, pissed off. They should be. Angels stink. <laughs> they <laughs> Angels do. Just lost fourteen of fifteen. Still feel bad for Madden for getting it. <laughs> that uh, root cut their mohawk. He got a mohawk and they didn't. He didn't get to share it. Yep. It's terrible. So you're booking this one too. 
Yes. All right. And finally, this is the bet I don't like. I'm nervous about this bet, but I mean, I'll probably love this one. I'll probably bet this one with you. Houston versus Texas under nine. Absolutely under bet. Yes. <laughs> I'm betting. It. Yes. You like this one? I don't like this is the one that makes me worried. It's yes. down to eight and a half. I got nine last night. Yes. Move has been to the under. Yeah, Houston and Houston and Texas have played nine times this year. Mm-hmm. Every game has had eight runs or less. Yeah. Between these between these two teams. Houston right now is the number one team in in baseball to the under. And there you have it. Still, the 32, 19, and three, I think, to the under. I'm gonna go on. With Vescursion today, I'm, I'm co-hosting the pregame spread with Matt Vescursion on the MLB Network today at 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock Eastern, and I'm going to say that exact stat, and you gave it to me. Well, let me make, before you gave it, I mean, make sure 100%. Oh, hold you on. better have that shit accurate. Yeah, hold on. I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the 100%. The number one team to the under. In the they line. are the number two to the under. They are uh, 42 and 19 to the under. Astros. Astros are 42 and 19 to the under on the year. The next team is Detroit 37, 21 and two. Okay. So 42 and 19. Perfect. All right. Under. Yes. You like it? Yes. Yeah. But that's, uh, is that the, the accurate that the line I just said about nine games, every game, eight runs or less. That is, that is accurate. That has happened between the Texans, between the Texas and Houston baseball team. Favorite thing about today is what? Um. Well, I'm waiting for the schedule for the tournament. It's we're supposed to play this week, so my favorite thing will be getting that. My other favorite thing is as active as Kendall was yesterday in mm. the chat and watching the show. She's still sleeping today because she was up watching movies. It's almost is new. It's officially new. I have no idea what time she went to sleep. I kissed her goodnight at 1.30 a.m. When I got up to go to the bathroom, she was still up. I said, I think it's time to to go to sleep. She's like, yeah, I'm going to finish watching this. And so I'm going to go on the other side of this wall and find her still sleeping. My favorite thing still is watching these kids sleep. Mm. It's the greatest. I don't know why. I don't know what, but I'm going to go peek at her. And then I got to go come up with these plays. The MLB Network's texting me right now. Do you have the plays? I'm like, yeah, I got one from P-Roll. Under. <laughs> Houston, Texas. Let's go. Bad believe it or not, you believe they, they told me today I can't wear I can't wear the stuff today. What do you mean? What stuff? What I'm wearing. I was going to go on with the Braves and just pick the Braves every why day. Why can't you wear that? I'll tell you later. All right. So just wear BVB stuff then. There you go. <laughs> just wear, just, that's fine. Just give us some nice publicity on the MLB network. <laughs> you say no. You say you can't You can't wear gear. Okay. We'll just publicize the show. <laughs> we'll make it, we'll make kind it of easy. funny how that came up. Yep. That makes it kind of easy. I, said, huh, I got other hats. <laughs> yeah. It's, I got other hats I can wear for sure. Like let's, let's, let's Brigade, go. Brigade, if you're watching, you're still in. Tweet on the show. Like we oh. love me and Peralt love when you retweet our stuff. 100%. But if you can do it, if you're watching it somewhere, just take, take a picture. Take a picture and hashtag BVB hashtag Brigade. BVB Brigade. Yes. Yeah, do that. You're already thinking. 100%. Let's do that and, 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 and get that get that rolling. Um, for, for me, 
my favorite thing about today is kind of a weird one because we don't get many days like this in Vegas. It's going to be 89 today. Today, is it really? Today is one of the gorgeous. This is a gorgeous day. This is a day where you have to go outside. So I'm excited just to in June show just to get to enjoy oh. outside. I'm going to grab the golf clubs. Oh, I'm going to go. Balls? I'm going to hit balls today outside. Oh. I'm going to enjoy Ooh. the weather in Vegas because we do not get sub 90 days off in June. In June. In June. So, yeah, I walked outside this morning. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I was like, this weather is awesome. It was great at practice last night. It was really nice. So enjoy if you're on the West Coast in the southern, southwestern part of the country. Enjoy this because we are going to get you know, a very few number of these days. Damn, so enjoy it and take it, take some time, take the chance to go outside and, and, and appreciate the weather because the summertime heat is for a day or two, a little bit of a, of a reprieve for us coming up on that tomorrow being a dubsy Wednesday. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. U S open breakdown with our boy props, golf's host own go watch props golf right now to watch his picks to get an idea of what he'll talk about. But dubsy coming on tomorrow for a dubsy Wednesday. Yep. He is Dave. I am Matt. We're back then for the Bostonian versus the book.